Well, guess what? Guess who's back in the garage, buddy? It's uh, it's amazing. It's like feels nostalgic. It does. It feels mm-hmm. like it's a reunion show. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, I got the number right this time. Four sixteen. Welcome to Comedy mm-hmm. Film Nerds, episode four hundred and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Halfway to eight thirty-two. We're getting closer and closer every God, day. Eight thirty-two is right around mm-hmm. the corner. I'm just gargoyle like, staring at us. It feels we're like we're back home. in the gargoyle yeah. garage. There's <laughs> way too many unsold T-shirts behind yes. us. Yes, <laughs> we it's, could make a. Uh, a clothing fort. Yeah, that reminds us <laughs> like, oh, the online store's not doing as well as we'd like. Yeah. That's exciting. We have a new treadmill now. The weight bench is gone. Yes, the, the treadmill I actually use. So <laughs> the weight bench yeah, was just kind of taking up room. I always viewed you as a power lifter. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was in my 20s. In your 20s, yeah, yeah. you were a power lifter. Yeah, I was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Tanning salon, oiled up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tank tops. <laughs> Worn a tank top? Never. No, there's no. <laughs> way. You've never bought one. You never kept one as a gift. No, I don't even like looking at. You know, them. This, I'm. I've never heard you say the word. Quite honestly, this episode is spiraling way out of control. For Spencini in a tank top. So, uh, so we what have. What, what, we no, first of all, everybody. Oh, I'm send, sorry. What were you going to say? I'd say everyone should send you a tank top. <laughs> The P.O. Box, P.O. Box 5069, Santa Monica, California, 90409. Chris is a medium or large tank top? I'm large. Large yeah. tank top. It, Should we make this a Patreon tier? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it will not be worn. <laughs> well, maybe for $100 a month. You know what's month. weird? I like framing them. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Okay, guys, send us some tank tops for Chris Mancini to frame. Yep. Put them by the gargoyle. I think though, if someone wrote us a big check, you'd take a picture in one, right? Mm, no. Let's we'll see how. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm going to say good. this for a thousand dollars. I'll go see a Transformers movie, and Chris will wear a tank top. Oh God! Send that in the mail with a check for a thousand dollars, and Chris will take a photo in a tank top. <laughs> Flexing. Flexing. Yes. Oh my God. That's worth ten grand. That's worth ten, 10 grand. All right. 10 grand. Yeah. No, done. A thousand. A thousand dollars. Terrible negotiator. I know. Yeah. yeah. Is, I know. I keep undercutting us. Yeah. I'm the worst. I'll pay you ten thousand dollars, Graham. No, I only want a thousand. I always undercut the price by ten percent, or by ninety percent. I don't know. Numbers is hard. Normally, your math is good with the uh, doubling the numbers. I'm only good at having. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having and doubling and tripling. So, um, all right. So, we're talking about $1,000 frame tank tops, and let's introduce our guests. Third of the way to 1248. Nice. See? That's what I can do. You're good at fractions. I'm good at fractions. Let's introduce our guests. Yeah. They come on once a year. Return guests. We love having them on the show. They make a pilgrimage every year. They always. To LA. They come to LA for weeks. When I go to New York, I'm there for like. 40 hours. Right, because you're, um, you know, it, it costs $10,000 for 40 hours <laughs> for in sure. New York. And also, mm-hmm. there's no surfing there. So there's right. really no point. Mm-hmm. Like and I, there's no tank tops, which no is t- weird. <laughs> there's no tank tops in the island of Manhattan. It's like sodas, <laughs> like big sodas. They've yeah. outlawed them. Yeah, no, nope. Mm-mm. So we're going to introduce them. Yes. <laughs> You've already heard their lovely voices. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Keith Malley and Kimda. Uh, ladies and, and gentlemen, girl. Keith and the girl. Hello there. Mm-hmm. Hello. You know, it's hard to define what selling out is, but I think you guys did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. 
<laughs> we're, if we haven't sold out, we're ready to. Like, I would sell That's out. That's the worst so- part. It's like when you're ready to sell out. And, and then it doesn't, and then it doesn't like, happen. You're like, no, I'm ready. Sell, Let's sell out. out. Yeah. I'll do a dumb TV show. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, done. Done. I'll do some horrible with G.I. Joe 3. Whatever. We'll do some dumb movie. <laughs> the universe know. knows it has to hurt you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a little too eager. <laughs> right. The new universe. The, uh, so you got to like tell the universe, no, I would no. never. I would never. <laughs> no, ever. I will Mike. never do a Michael Bay movie. Oh, here's the offer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, uh, uh, so, uh, how are things going up in New York? How's, uh, how's the podcast? Now you guys have a network, you have multiple shows. What's going on? Oh, uh, we're exhausted. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's going really great. We actually, uh, because you guys know when you have the recording equipment, you're like, why not do another show? Oh, we thought of another subject. Let's do right. that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we have like nine shows on our network. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's, Henda has her solo show. I have a show. We do a show that wraps up the week. We do Keith and the Girl five days a week. Uh, we have an advice show. People write in. It's called What Do We Do Now? And we answer those questions. So yeah, something's always something's always going. Yeah. It's it's nice because we, we also have a, a marathon once a year. This year it was 24 hours. And as soon as the marathon is done, you know, there's a lot of production and everything. As soon as it's done, I go, Keith, you know what we should do next year? And he goes, shut up until tomorrow I get a break. <laughs> of course. Why are we talking about this now? We just spoke for 24 hours. Now you want to make plans for the next one. So I've learned to wait 24 hours before the next plan starts. The longest marathon we did was 76 hours. We imagined it was going to be 74 hours. And somebody called in saying they were getting a 74-hour tattoo, that they were in the shop. And then I said, okay, let's make it 76 then. So he has seven, four, and the four crossed out with an X, and then it says six. It's the funniest You guys thing. have the most diehard fans <laughs> ever. Like, that's a segment in Earbuds is the, the Keith and the Girl tattoos. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not just one. It's, it's, like, it's a lot of Keith and the Girl tattoos. I don't think tattoos. anyone's ever gotten a CFN tattoo. You never know. Sometimes we get well, not one. not a permanent one. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nice sticky one like yeah, you yeah. for kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're at uh, over 140 tattoos and brandings. Wow. And it's, it's beyond. It's Everyone's like it's the first one. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And I, then I have all of the people that got tattoos names on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Quid pro quo, <Yes>. doctor. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Looks like we need to get you in a Chris Mancini tank top. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. On the wall. <laughs> if Framed. people weren't such snobs, I love tank tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a, I love. I'm uh, a big proponent of tank tops. What's that rubber shoe everybody hates? Crocs. I love Crocs. They're they're uh, they're great sandal substitute. They don't slip off your foot. You can easily wash them off. They're fantastic. If people weren't such fake snobs, we would still have Velcro. And people still didn't learn their lesson. All right. I, I will thought for say... a sec we were doing a croc ad read. I really thought he was sliding one in. Like he... <laughs> and I tricked you. What are those things called? They're god awful. Yeah. Oh. Full disclosure. Was a coupon code for those? Like... Yeah. Yeah. I like crocs too. Yes. Yeah. They're uh, they're okay. They're very functional. I, you know, you might lose your foot in an escalator, but other okay. than that, yeah. I'm sorry. I this is where we split. Yeah. There, there is a fork in the road between the tank top and the croc, and I can <laughs> I can only go down the tank top road. Well, you're silly. You go to the, <laughs> you go to the beach a lot, obviously. Yes. Do you have sandals, shoes? I have a flip flop of a standard. And they Standard don't... issue flip flop. Yeah, I have a flip flop also, and nobody knows it's a croc. 
why are we doing this ad? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you don't find it hard to walk with flip-flops. <laughs> it's in the name. Keith no. is not allowed to feel uncomfortable for five minutes. No, because this is... Right, right. Why don't you be... My wife would say that a lot. Oh, uh, so, sorry. Trigger. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just slobbered at trigger warning. <laughs> We're having a flip-flop trigger warning. <laughs> but my ex would say that. Like, I, I'd say... Uh, you know, let Your me. Ex? I'm I'm hot. He just got divorced. Oh God, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Sorry, mm-hmm. Keith. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a year. I'm all right. So, uh, yeah, I would that uh, you know maybe take put down groceries to take off my coat so we can walk an extra block. And she'd be she'd say, "Oh, you always have to be comfortable." I'm like, "What? What are we living for?" Yeah, that's a slam. That's, oh, Mr. Yeah. Comfort. Oh, you can't just walk crazy. Maybe sprain an ankle and a flip flop for five blocks until we get to the beach. No. I want to be happy all the time. I'm in my 40s. I've earned it. And it flips sand up on your calves. It flips sand on your calves. Did <laughs> you just say that? Whoa. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, this is, now we're going to get in. If you don't know how to take your flip-flops off when you get to the sand. <laughs> Even just walking to it. But okay, then you take it off. See, I don't have to. The whole beach, it's not like 10 miles of sand. Is what the sand, beach have you guys been to? Is you the guys sand, go to the dunes? Oh, that's a, <laughs> Jersey Shore is 10 miles of sand. <laughs> Is the sand ever too hot for you? Uh, rarely. Rarely. Okay, well, guess what? For me, never. <laughs> Same amount of syllables. Very, very different. <laughs> These are the kind of hard-hitting stories we're going to yeah. get to today, you guys. These hot topics. Just don't, we'll, be afra- don't be afraid of these. First of all, Don't be afraid to be the- comfortable. Don't be afraid to get comfortable. You've earned it. Unless, like, you touch kids or something. Then fuck off. Yeah. I don't I- want you to be comfortable, and I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I... To me, are we gonna have to write down time code on this episode? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Chris. Let's get touches to be comfortable. Make another note. There you go. And we are at nine. Okay, that's but I all right. Certainly there, do not there's an edit. I hate one. kid touchers. All right, ten minutes and two seconds. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like the convenience of the on and offness of the flip flop. That's why I like them. My shoes are off right now. Why? Open toes. Yes. I didn't staple the Crocs to my ankles. <laughs> yeah, but you got to hover. You got to scurry down like some sort of rat and peel them off your filthy feet. A flip flop. I can just boom, boom, flippity, floppity, offity, onity. I can kick them off, boom, boom. I could so kick them off. I boom, need that boom. in a video. All right. I need video All verification. Right. For I just want you guys to know I have a hybrid croc flip flop. Croc flop? Yes. It's shaped like a flip flop, but it's still a croc. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I really do have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're great. And yeah. they're hard to find, too. Yes. They're like elusive. Hashtag it's like a uni, It's like a unicroc. <laughs> so don't, what I'm saying is don't be afraid to be comfortable and don't, and stop, of all things, Making other people feel stupid about some kind of item like you're fucking Ralph Lauren. You don't even care. You just think it's what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. And shame on you. Shame on you. You would you're out when you're out there surfing and you're free. Do you like to know that your stuffy McDaddy I think a shoe needs to be a shoe? No, I don't No! Surf your whole life. Not just the ocean, my friend. <laughs> surf your whole life. Surf your whole life. That's right. You ever think anyone could yell at you about Surfing in your flip flops like that? I didn't think so. Yeah. No. Fascinating. You especially, take the especially time. a New Yorker that you never that goes to the beach once every nine years is giving me <laughs> he's yelling at me about my surf etiquette. Well, I only got Crocs. What am I gonna? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Surf your whole life. Yes. 
Yes. Which is a great, that's actually a great. A great saying for a, a tank great, top. For a t- <laughs> 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 Which I would wear. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have to wear a tie to work? Because you kept saying things bothered you when they didn't. There's now you have to wear a tie. There's a energy back in the garage. There yeah. is. There is. is. The yeah. studio's nice, but it's a studio. we got a yeah. time frame. There's another mm-hmm. show coming in. No one's mm-hmm. coming in here. Nope. Ever. Mm-hmm. There's not Aaron with his St. Louis Cardinals. No, trying to ruin things. Ruin things with his business. <laughs> no, this is it. Uh, well, let's get into some movies. I don't oh, know. It's a movie podcast. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should. And I think we should let the guests go first. Well, we, don't, we don't want to talk about the flip-flop documentary that I <laughs> was really excited about. No, let our guests go first. They saw I Feel Pretty. Yes. Um, we talked about the trailer for this. We did. And I want to hear what they... Because you guys literally, I think, see one movie a year, and it's to come on this show? Right. It, that's me. He sees every okay. single okay. movie. Mm-hmm. He's got and, a movie pass. And this movie reunites Michelle Williams and Busy Phillips. Right? <gasps> <Yes>. Real <laughs> life best friends who okay. also worked on Dawson's Creek together. Here's what's, what was amazing about Busy Phillips. She played a, quote, ugly chick. So basically oh they, they dyed her hair brown and we were all supposed to throw up while she was talking. <laughs> right. it, was, it was magical. I mean, her skin is flawless. Her teeth are white and straight and perfect. Her 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 symmetry is phenomenal. Her body is... They, they put on like... Um, a plaid shirt on her and it's like oh my yeah is she a lumberjack or a yeah. chick wearing plaid yeah you can't tell that's Hollywood, ho- ho- Hollywood that. ugly they've yeah. been yeah. doing that for years just the hot girl with the glasses like oh right. what a yeah. horrifying I mean there's a whole show Ugly Betty I'm like really that's yeah. that's as ugly as we're going <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know what yeah Even America Ferraris I saw the movie Wonder cute. and the kid was supposed to have a fucked up face it was still cute yeah. Betty think it's more round yeah. <laughs> it's more smooth. It was a good face. It's like okay, it's shocking for a split second, but then you'd be like, oh, no, that's kind of handsome actually. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we we did see it, and and, um, yeah, and you know hmm. what? By the way, before we say, it's interesting you guys didn't see it. And by interesting, I mean hilarious. <laughs> Secondly, that we pawn off certain movies on guests. I w- yeah. is it also because it's a comedy? And of and since comedy's in your show title, you probably are supposed to uh, support these movies. And if not these movies, certainly the uh, actors and actresses that I assume we both know. Mm-hmm. So you'll let uh, us do it. So with that said, Busy Phillips looked great. <laughs> uh, they had cameras for sure, and it was put on everybody when they were talking. And maybe everything's not for everybody. What do I know? Good to see you guys. Bye. That's good filmmaking. The cameras were on the people who were talking. Yeah. That's for the most part. <laughs> you know what was odd? Um, it's You would think it's a, a big budget movie is what I assume it is because it's Amy Schumer. Um, it seemed like a very independent movie. Not just because there were just five people in maybe two locations for the whole movie, but also... Like the film itself looked indie. The yeah, the way it was shot looked indie. And, I, and it's hard for to explain that, but uh, you know, I'm gonna compare it to Total Recall, which I understand I was a kid, but I loved it with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then they did a remake, and two minutes in, I'm like, this to Total yeah, Recall. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the remake, and I think two minutes in, I'm like, I know this is no, there's no passion. Now, and again, it's Total Recall. It might sound silly, but. Somehow you could just, I don't know if it's the angle of the camera or what, but I'm like, there's nothing. Well, I I wonder if it was done on purpose because of the I feel pretty thing. Like, oh, we don't need so many filters. We don't need so much of a budget. We, um, they were trying to make Amy Schumer look like a regular person, which I think they did a really good job of, you know, um, 
her makeup wasn't always flawless and she showed a lot of quote a lot of flaws i mean she's still to to me you know she's supposed to be fat and i'm like that's skinny we're still in america right you're, yeah, <laughs> like Doritos are available at Best Buy still, right? Well, Henda's making <laughs> Henda's making it hard to say. I'm like, no, Amy showed she was fat. So, <laughs> so what did you? Let me ask you this because because the the premise of the movie is I, that, the premise of yeah. the movie is you know wasn't it from what I gathered at least from the trailer of like hey yeah she got hit on the head it's a crazy okay. like Freaky Friday premise but the the, the the but the concept or the theme as I understood it was. We should all be, if we're this confident, doesn't matter what our body looks like, right? Yeah. Did yeah. that come across or? I thought that was really cute instead of actually changing her into being, you know, actually pretty or however that was. You never see what she sees. You never know yeah. what she thinks she's hot. Yeah. Right. So mm. she doesn't change. It's just her mind that changes. Right. So Except she, for after the she credits. She she's a supermodel. If you stay after the credits, uh, the character she sees is black. That's the only difference. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like they went there. I'm like, okay, I guess that's all right. Yeah, they don't do a remake of her. So I thought that concept was really good. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this. First of all, I think a lot of comedy movies are just a sketch that has been stretched over two hours, which right. is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe three sketches that you're trying to squeeze into a movie. But um, this movie is so good. If it would be animated and you're eight years old. yeah i agree it kind of felt like a very (laughs) disney movie a lot of a lot of lessons a lot of you know this is so crazy and we're in real life and we don't address it like she got hit on the head and all of a sudden she's acting like she's a different person like you guys don't recognize me best friends do you and they're like oh shit what is she talking about and Never gets addressed. It's like I guess she's just wackier now. Right, and then the friend, the friends knew about this concussion. Okay, then she's like, ah, she's acting like she's all hot, and we're not hot, and she's a totally different person. Fuck her. We don't want to be friends with her anymore. And it's like your friend just had a concussion. Take her to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this no is a normal her actions. Yeah, you don't say. If Chris was like, hey, I'm in tank tops. I'm a. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd talk to his wife. I'd say, yeah. Audrey, we need to get Chris some help. Like, yes. Yeah. Instead. I wouldn't just be like, fuck him in his new tank top. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they should. And you would her. be right to do it. I would. I'd yeah. Something, <laughs> if there was any drastic deviations in your personality, Chris, right. the f- I'm calling your wife and then a therapist Im- yeah. like, immediately. Because you've, you've been the same, like. Yeah. I could show up. Who knows what fucking crazy shit I'm going to show up into. I'm going to shave my head. Graham's in an ashram or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like he joined the Marines. It could go either way. No one would be shocked. If yeah. Chris was like, did that, I'd be like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Something happened. Something. He got hit on the head and he thinks he's Amy Schumer. Right. You know what I mean? yeah. something, something is happening. And she got so into the idea of being beautiful so fast that she has the accident uh, in a gym of all things. Thinks she's beautiful. And then immediately takes that persona on. Instead of sitting down and being like, what the fuck happened? How do I? Why does nobody? Why is everybody looking at me funny or different? She right away was like, I bet you're looking at me because I'm so hot and you don't know how to talk to me. So this mm-hmm. is very weird, but I'll help you talk to me. So, and I get it. That's supposed to be funny. See, every time I picture the movie in animation, it's so it much gets fun. It's funnier. Yeah, it's funnier. <laughs> it's fun. It's like because I think she was doing really 
ridiculous jokes that aren't supposed to be like, that that doesn't, you know, that's not the kind of joke. It's so silly that it's kind of stupid right. as an adult because it's so, look what models do. They're just mean. Right. So it I mean? feels more like it almost, it's weird to, for, to hear you say like, it's more like an Amy Schumer kids movie. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that, when she kind of says about Disney movies, Disney movies had a lot more jokes. It was like they, it, it was like a long scene that would drag, and you're like, I know where this is going. Yeah. You're, you're you're gonna have an attitude like you're real hot to this guy, so do it already. Right. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, and this is a, we ask this question a lot. I ask myself this when I see comedy films because we're professional comics. Obviously, we go into comedy movies not just like, oh, I'm just gonna be entertained. We're like, yeah. way analyzing it, and we understand this joke's coming and that right. joke's coming. So, at, at, you know, like, I don't know if you saw it in a crowded theater or not, but do you, how much of your, you being comics who do a, we, a daily comedy thing and all you perform and all that stuff, how much of that do you think influenced your view of the movie? The audience was laughing. The audience was like at everything that you're supposed to laugh. So I understand that. But how much does that go into it? The same amount that I put into learning about myself and getting beyond the jokes that I heard in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing that makes me not date the same guy over and over again. You know, you learn new ways of thought. I feel like, yeah, if you're stuck in some world where, you know, the the water cooler humor is still the stuff that you're fake laughing at, you're not even giving yourself a chance. I mean, I think if you are a podcast listener and you listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, your level of comedy will also go up. So it's not really that we do this for a living, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that that has something to do with it, but we usually take that into account and it's like, wow, that's a really good, funny new joke. We're not just sitting there going, you know, your formula's off and you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there's... You know, I get that movies are on loop, like a comedy movie will have this structure and a, yeah. a sci-fi movie will have this structure. But if you've watched a lot of sci-fi movies, you don't have to be a scientist to be like, I don't like this movie because the sci-fi is off. The, yeah. right. the storyline yeah, yeah, of it is yeah. off. The, the way that thing flies across the room is not, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to learn all the the numbers for it. It's just not the entertainment that is the next level up with 2018. Right. And even the right. separate from the jokes, the the story is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, so like the lesson is if you're ugly or normal, uh act like you're hot. Be obnoxious and all that. Because she realizes later, oh, whatever the fuck happened, it doesn't matter. I really looked like this the whole time. She realizes comparing pictures of when she thought she was hot and when she wasn't. Uh well, I should be acting like this all the time. Well, she shouldn't. Her character was insufferable. I hope she didn't. Right, right, right? right She's right. horrible. Yeah, and the whole thing, her entire lesson was, you know, there's, of course, a speech at the end like, oh, wait a minute, we can be ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, what we're not recognizing is she's standing in, uh, she's representing a, uh, a, a cosmetic line that's trying to market their high-end stuff to your average idiot. In Target and, so, and whatnot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so she just had this huge speech, and it's like, hey, guys, this makeup is just be yourself, and then this makeup could be for you. 
And what kind of weird, twisted, yeah. Yeah. hey guys, be yourself now. Buy this makeup that was made especially for you. We even marked down the prices and put shitty brushes in them so you could relate. You gross animal. Yeah, you're all beautiful. <laughs> Go put on makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and she saw, she basically. Some mixed messaging in there. A little, <laughs> little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious because I, I'm, I'm looking at this and it was there was a writer director team, Abby Cohn. And um, who we're in love with everybody on that list, and we think they're very <laughs> funny. And Mark Silverstein, so they they um, wrote and um, produced this. Why didn't those people made it? Now I feel terrible. <laughs> uh, but they both did. Never been kissed. How to be single. And Abby Cohn did. Um, he's just not that into you. So they've done a lot of this stuff together. As writer producers, this is their first time directing together. They directed Fairfax Fandango, which is a short movie in 1997, and this is their first. So I, I asked this question because I'm leery of two directors. In the same way, it's like I, I, I don't know. This is growing up playing team sports, but I view the direct. It's the head coach, and you can't yep. have two head coaches <laughs> unless it's the Coen Brothers. Unless That's it's the, the only Co time, <laughs> really, where you like literally share a brain or something. <clears throat> right, and, and they have a shorthand. They have a shorthand, and they sort of, from what I understand, they very much like. Well, you all, this brother always handles this thing, and this brother always mm -hmm. handles that mm -hmm. thing, and that's and so they know how to work. Obviously, they're brothers. Right. It, it 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 works for them. They produced a bunch of great movies, but I think. Most of the time, I'm when I see two directors, I'm always like, right. And do you feel like maybe there was something in the writing and the directing that was? Well, when she was, yeah, when she was ugly, it was all done on an iPhone recording. <laughs> <laughs> so I do see a difference. I don't. I kind of feel like everyone did such a good job. I feel like. There wasn't like, oh, she could have punched up that line more. or But then again, I did say it seemed like an indie movie when it was a bunch of stars in it, mm -hmm. a bunch of people who have been on film before. They all kind of looked like amateurs. So I don't I don't know. Is that a thing mm -hmm. for you? Have you ever, you ever have sex? And for whatever reason, you're not fully hard, so you try to push it in, and then you'll grow inside, you're hoping? This is like that in movie form. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a half bone. Yes. It's a, it's oh, a yeah. three-quarter like, bone that like you need I a little work it. on. I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. I'm not sure what was a better analogy. <laughs> um, that or the uh, Total, Total Recall, recall one. Total, they're, they're, both, they're both on point. They really make great... great. I, I really do like that she didn't actually change. I, I do like that. I see why she's you know, promoting this to uh, raise your self-esteem and to for women to see themselves differently and promoting uh, confidence in general. And I do think if you have more confidence, of course you come off more pretty and people are more attracted to you in general. But it was like, here's the concept. And then again, you know, you could have done that in 15 minutes or you could have stretched it or shortened some other things and addressed some of the things like, right. like, you slid by that your friends just are okay after years of knowing you that you're just going crazy. You slid by, like right. they, they got this second love interest just to have some conflict, but it made no sense. Right. It was just, it was this one concept was being amplified the entire way and trying to ram jokes into that concept. And then the rest of it was, well, a rom-com kind of movie has to have the second love interest, so let's jam that in there. And they have to have like weird characters with funny voices, let's jam that in there. And the friends have to get upset because there's got to be that conflict, let's jam it in there. 
But really, it was just we want to see Amy Schumer kind of be Amy Schumer. And I think that's why it would it would have any popularity. Right. Does yeah. that sum up the whole movie? There'll never be an Amy Schumer movie where she doesn't dance and it's with the slow camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking over this town. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So overall, you guys. But so I'm, you, you overall, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I also don't know what math is. <laughs> so I, you, you know what? They're acting like they treat her like they've ne- people have never seen a woman like this on the planet. A woman who is the way we understand it, not attractive acting like she is and they just want to open up all the doors for her. like i've never seen such confidence in an uggo mm-hmm. i have often people don't uh, recognize their talent or whatever and they act like they're better than they are so there's yeah. nothing fresh about her character that people should be blown away they're like how Bitch, you're all... looking in the wrong mirror and that's the end of it how are all these reality shows going a lot of people right. think highly oh, of themselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah they're exactly right. So, so they're cast uh, deliberately so because of it. Can, yes. yeah. can you guys recommend this movie? Yes. To who? To to your children. How old <laughs> are your kids? Thirteen and Too old. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> they add a number. <laughs> okay, we are looking for letters. <laughs> if they're A through L, H, uh, would I recommend it? No. Uh, I but, think add sound effects in your mind while you're watching it. Like she looks in the mirror and go boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think... Okay. <laughs> so get a sound effects app on your phone and just be, have your thumb ready. I don't think it's a good lesson for kids. Act like you're beautiful, which is being obnoxious. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, because a, a positive message would be be confident and nice and assure you don't have yeah. to be... Hor- Confidence doesn't mean ho- be horrible. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's something that um, other really corny, like expected to be terrible movies got right, like Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. There, there was that in Mean Girls too, and she got obnoxious too. But it, there was a driving story behind right. all the movements. Mm-hmm. This was just be pretty. Here's different ways of feeling that way that we can watch Amy Schumer do. And you don't have to write. And they really push the, like the characters, you know, two bit personality. Into instead of just going, I get it. She's on the phone and should be listening when somebody's talking. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. Like Legally Blonde, stupid movie that people are, you know, culty about. Right. You know, I've right. watched it several times because they kind of know it's stupid. And I think Amy was doing that. She played that character really well. Like, we know this is exaggerated. We know that, like, we can mm-hmm. see her in the mirror and she hasn't changed. So we have to have that in our brains while we're mm-hmm. watching. But the rest of it didn't support that concept well enough that we were engaged the entire time. Right, right. But when because she, Amy's funny enough that, it, like, a lesser actress... She can carry it. She wouldn't have carried it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's and she's great, like, because... She does ride that line of if you saw her, if you, she was like a regular person, you'd be like, hey, that's my hot friend. Like, she's totally cute or hot or, mm-hmm. you know, you could describe her in many different ways depending on who's looking at her. She's not an uggo, you know right. what I mean? But so it's it's like a perfect Hollywood ugly, I guess. I hate saying that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was she showed her belly and like, you know, her belly for an average American woman. That's a it's a good belly. But compared to models as an actress, as a person uh, who continuously gets called fat in public, 
yes, that's that is now considered brave because it is brave because yeah, because she is. This movie is also it seems to me very much in response to when she became famous. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, she's fat, and yeah. it's like, whoa, I was skinny this whole time. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone was like trying to sleep with me, and they still are, but now they're calling me fat. It's yeah. very strange. <laughs> uh, you brought up Michelle Williams. She's she is in it, of course, and she's the best. She is the best, yeah. and it's only because she has a real high-pitched voice. And you're like, oh, she's a serious actress now. Now she's doing a weird high-pitched voice. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, real, like, real high-pitched. And I guess the lesson there is supposed to be she's not taken seriously, no matter how hot she is. And by that, I mean super, super skinny. But they also mm-hmm. give her terrible lines to say. Oh, so she's a child when yeah. she talks to you. She's, like, leaning on the table all weird, like, hi, my baby. It's not just her voice. Yeah. They ignored that. She acts like a kid. Yeah. Hey, All come right. On. All right. There it is. It's, so let's go to the next movie, Super Troopers Two. Can I you imagine this, this movie. movie is probably less silly? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may be. Now this movie, it's like years after the first one came out, something right. like fifteen, seventeen years. Well, they raised something. money on Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah, they raised money on Indiegogo, two million dollars, and just twenty-four hours later, they had already surpassed their goal, and the movie was greenlit. That's not surprising, right? That's uh, they, they had a huge following. Yeah. I mean, the first one was like a, had a huge cult following because it was an incredible uh, movie. And also, it what's great about it too is it's like this was a comedy troupe that no one had really ever heard of, and they just show up with this mm-hmm. movie, and then it became like a really cool cult classic. Did you like the first one? I did like the first one. Yeah, loved it. And it's one of yeah. these movies on Rotten Tomatoes where. Uh, between the critics and the regular person is so different. Right. <laughs> it's, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say 20 or 30% critics and loved by audiences at least 80%. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie gave a similar reaction. Okay. <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, released on 420. Surprise. Right. Uh, and uh, Hitler's birthday. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of statements in this new one. <laughs> And uh, it really is, you know what it felt like? It felt like uh, if you're a fan of the first one and you're a fan of these guys and their humor, you're going to like this one too. Like, like there's nobody that liked the first one that's going to hate the second one. I it's loved really... the first one, but I did not like Club Dread and I didn't like that other one, whatever other one they did. Oh, Beer Pong or yes. whatever. Yeah, Beer no, beer, beer, no, beer Something. Beer Something, yeah. yes. Beer Fest. <laughs> beer Fest. Beer Something. Yeah. <laughs> Give me beer. But... Uh, so I, I really felt like this is kind of like their characters that they're revisiting, and this is the one that really put them on the map. So I felt like you know the sequel was a long time coming, mm-hmm. and of course it had the fan base for it. Mm-hmm. So there are some laugh out loud moments in it. There's some really funny stuff. There's some great cameos uh, that you know obviously now that there was a little more money, a little more budget, right. you can pay Rob Lowe to be in your okay. movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, Rob Lowe's looking for work. Yeah, and it also. <laughs> It, th- there were definitely those scenes of like our right. checks are starting yeah. to dwindle. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we definitely need to make this an R. So put this scene in. Right. <laughs> so okay. we definitely, you know, there was the, definitely those like this probably could have been a PG thirteen. Oh no, no, we need to make it an R. Put that mm. scene in. They're know, fighting sure. for the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, make sure um, you know this is a a hard PG? comedy R. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was. Uh, um, so I liked the movie. It, it's is it groundbreaking comedy? No. Is it um, you know better or worse than the first one? You can't really know. It's 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 more of what you liked in the first one. Sequels the make me nervous one. because yeah. a lot of times they just want to wink 
at something you know from the first one, and that's right. the end. Like I, right. I'm nervous in the second one. It's nothing but they chug syrup, and I'm like, I get it. That's a little nod because you did that before. There's definitely like a lot of like those nods and Easter eggs in this from the oh. first movie. Like so, if you rem- like, I, I don't even remember a lot of the first movie. It's been so long. Right. But there's uh, there's definitely a lot of that in the movie now. I and I'll tell you, I couldn't pick out the Broken Lizard guys in a lineup, but it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a funny movie. Uh, it I, did fifteen million dollars, so two yeah. million on Indiegogo. And yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like they did it. And you know, two million on Indiegogo, and there there had to be more money put in for sure. Like that was probably a partial. I'm sure a right. studio came in and put in the rest. Right. But once they're like, oh, if you got two million on Indiegogo, then there's mm-hmm. definitely an audience that wants to see it. But here's the biggest compliment I'll give this movie is that we talk about this a lot. Comedies, a lot of times, especially studio comedies, feel like they're always written and directed by committee. Like they're made by the studio, they're noted to death, and they, you know, and then you get like Office Party with Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Like you get these shitty studio comedies. Comedies need a voice and a direction, just the same way dramas, action, any other genre of film makes. This movie has that. Like you realize this is the Broken Lizard guys. They made the movie they wanted to make. They put in the shit they wanted to put in, and it you could tell it did not get noted to death. This is, you know, yeah. they all wrote it together. Right. One of the guys from Broken Lizard directed it. It's their movie. That's a big deal until you yeah. recognize that Adam Sandler gets his way too. And yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who she comes up with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, Ooh. Adam Sandler, because his way he, of. He doing, has an anti comedy voice. Right. And his yeah. way of doing things, for whatever reason, is going to Maui and filming his friends. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. And it, they always have made money. So it's like. Just let him do what he let wants. Him do what he wants. Yeah. It's like he always made movies that stoners would buy on video. So many of his films didn't do Are that. Are we blaming stoners? Because I would like out of that contract. <laughs> <laughs> weren't it? Weren't his movies? Is it because we were young? Weren't they so good? And now they're so bad. I think part of it is his movies have always been for like fifteen to twenty year old. You know, like I think that maybe right. that was some of it. Is Scooby Doo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just wackety jokes like that, yeah. and and you know the water boy, that was right. okay. That's funny when you're uh, when you're a teenager, sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and you know when he when he punches, uh, you know, whatever his name from Price is Right, you know Bob Barker. Oh, yeah. right. like, the Price is wrong, Bob. Like okay, <laughs> yeah. ha We grew up watching Bob Barker. Now we watch someone yeah. punch him on a golf course. <laughs> right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, I know Adam Sandler is like a unique. He's right. its own thing. Yeah. But all he heard was that he's unique. Now he can he just keeps moving <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah. Well the I crazy that. thing is is like who else would let you make Jack and Jill? But there's yeah, there's well, no one. No one else on the planet. Oh, <laughs> that happened. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All those movies happen, you're like, what? Little Nicky happened? What? Little Nicky did amazing um uh video numbers. And then oh god, now Netflix. His Netflix streaming, he like crashed their servers on his first one. It's insane. Shut up. Yeah, so it's like he that's why I just say it's sort of like it doesn't matter what I think because right. his stuff just always does well. Whereas other comedy he, filmmakers or co- comedians, they have to try, have to. Yeah. <laughs> but then when they when they come up with a sequel, <clears throat> we talked about this a lot, and it's sort of the the same fear you have about a comedy sequel is always like, oh man, these are so hard to duplicate. Right. They're so hard, and you're, mm. what you're saying, from, from what I understand, Chris, is like because. They raised the money themselves. Yes. Maybe they got some other out. Then that mm. means they had total control right. to where they were like, we're going to make this yeah. movie our way and service the fans, not just the wink and then leaving it, but mm. like 
this writing were, and a structure and everything. This was a you know um, a fan film that cost millions of dollars. Right. Like, but being yeah. crowdsourced, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the, just a stranger walks up to the camera. Hi, yeah, <laughs> broken lizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all these people, just yeah. some no names, get right. speaking parts. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that guy gave ten grand. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is odd how he that, when he asked for directions, it was so detailed and yeah. long, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said a URL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make so, a left at cheaptshirts.com. Yeah. So this, <laughs> so this basically, this movie is more of the same. If okay. you if you like the first one, you like the second one. If you thought the first one was like just for stoners and you didn't like it, this movie's not going to change your mind. Okay. So it's uh, an uh, on brand. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's this is definitely an on brand film, and I wouldn't be surprised if a Super Troopers three got greenlit. Well, I, I feel, you know how... You know, to complete the trilogy. Right. Whenever they're uh, filming, they they fake what the name of the filming is so that we don't know. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And this one was called Almond Benefits 2. Yes. <laughs> which burnt me because now I'm stuck with almondbenefits2.com. Right. And no one wants it. Not the almond companies, not benefits. I'm really in a tough place with this one. So if anybody's looking for a cheap domain name... Mm-hmm. I have it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Let's get to uh, Beirut. Now, you saw this a one. A different theme than the first two movies we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, a little uh, bit. John Hamm's... Uh, it's very interesting. Was it John Hamm's Taken? It was just... Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not, no. It's really... There's not a lot... Of, I saw it. There's not a lot of fighting in it. It reminded me of Red Sparrow in that uh, it's more spy things than fighting. It, it And it's sort of... You know, it, the interesting thing... So, so writer-producer Tony Gilroy... Um, this movie was sprung out of political conversations he had with a fellow producer on the set of The Cutting Edge. Sold. So it really is more of a historical, it's a fiction piece, but... Um, it's I'm sorry, on the set of The Cutting Edge, the ice skating movie? No, 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 no. That oh. Was... <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> Those plays I think. Um, the... Uh, the... What a great name for an ice skating movie. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Even better than Ice Castles. <laughs> was Ice Castles an ice skating movie? Yeah. The, the Cutting Edge actually was with Mara Kelly and D.B. Sweeney and came out in 1992. Um, that was uh, a temperament or figure skater and a hockey player try to win Olympic gold. Figure skating pairs them. Love that movie. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this... Good I, reference. I would... I would um, wager that, yeah, the, the two very different films. Yeah. <laughs> the geopolitical landscape of the Middle East in the early 80s was was talked about on the set of the skating movie, but yeah. <laughs> hey, who knows where some ideas come from? So 30-some years later, he, he finds this, uh, like a napkin with writing on it, and he goes, oh, this was an idea. Oh, my God. All right. And it just says Beirut. That's in. He goes, all right. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Let's Done. do it. Get that guy from Mad Men. <laughs> it's really, I mean, it really is a fictional tale in the uh, accurate historical context of what was going on in Beirut. And it's a period piece. Yeah, absolutely. It mm-hmm. takes place in eighty-two. Okay. The majority of the movie, the, the first part of the movie is is brief. It takes place in seventy-two, but then it flash forward ten years later, and it's really um, in nineteen eighty-two. And what's what? is happening what's going on so so beirut is this 
uh, Lebanon is this convergence of Christians and Muslims and Israel's right there and the PLO and everybody's sort of fighting. So it, it very much is like... Yeah, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> there's a lot of that, right? A lot of yeah. There's a lot of that. I'm allowed to do that. I'm a for, I'm from the area. She's a. Yeah. <laughs> it's her neighborhood. Um, but it, so in that sense, it's it's interesting. At least for me, the the complexities of the Middle East are very interesting to me, and the, the long history of it, and 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 the chess pieces. And I don't want to go into it to spoil the movie, but it's interesting what he's trying to do. And oh boy, we better talk to Mossad. And and Mossad is just looking for an excuse to just steamroll through Lebanon. And the State Department's doing this, and then this this terrorist group is doing that. And so there's it was really it's a really it's a really good movie. I thought it's a it's a low budget film. It didn't get a lot of press. They didn't market it very well. I don't understand that because there was maybe it's a low budget film that it's you know in the desert or whatever. But uh, you know, so is uh, Twelve Men, the the story with the horseback riding in Afghanistan with American soldiers. To, yeah, it's funny to me what gets marketed, how it does. It's really weird too because it's like you would think John Hamm, Rosamund Pike, thriller spy, a spy yeah. period East, piece. I yeah. mean, like let's go. It like, get a better marketing budget. You would think they would get way behind this yeah. film, um, but it, it just. It's odd. It's it. I, I I was looking for a movie to see, and um, I was like, God, I really don't want to see Rampage. <laughs> and do you think it's just because peop- the way people feel about the Middle East, like they're not? That's not what they want to do on the day off. No, because they're that Twelve Men movie mm-hmm. uh, d- did great. Um, well, to let me say that though, to to, to may- maybe maybe, and only I will say this because Twelve Men is very much like American Army doing great. Mm-hmm. Boom, and if allow me to, you know, indulge in some potential conspiratorial mm-hmm. stuff, it's like this movie is not America, and boom, and it's like, oh, the Middle East is really a mess, a mess, and well, the America's political. not great, Israel's not great, <laughs> PLO's not great, obviously. like it's not, it's not a, it's not a rosy picture, it's not this clear cut terrorism bad and good old USA's, but the American up. is saving the day. Um, I I don't I don't want to reveal too much of the film, but it's like there is some of that. There is some of that. John Hamm is sort of, but he's kind of an unwilling hero. Like it's too much of a gray area for Americans to be like, this will make me feel okay at the end of the movie. Like it'll wrap up somehow. Well, I wonder. Well, let me say this: the wrap up. Uh, well, I don't like movies that don't wrap up, and I like this movie. It's got a wrap mm. up. For sure, but it's again, it might be what Hemda's saying, which is it's it's a wrap up that's like it's not it's not a nice clear cut bow wrap. It's a wrap up, but it's like oh look what happened in eighty two, and it's interesting and not 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 surprising where we're at now and and all of the and who do you believe like today with Syria and you know there's a lot of questions there and there's you see underneath so they they basically showed you kind of. What, why certain things transpired in Lebanon after this? You've also got like, uh, it's great counter programming. You've got, you know, big popcorny movies kind of around it. You've got comedies. comedies. Yeah. And uh, 
So it's the kind of thing where uh, you would think the marketing would be pretty clear cut. Even like, New York, living in New York, you see the ads for Beirut, <clears throat> but there's something where they almost tell you it's low budget. There's something <laughs> like at the end that's like art house. They just—I don't know how they let you know, but they let you know not to get too excited. <laughs> Gonna make you think too much, right? Yeah. Like, but it was—it's not convoluted. I didn't find it too deep. Yeah, if deep is negative, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I thought it was clever. I compared it to Red Sparrow, which I did also like. Uh, in that you would think, you know, does John Hamm have to know karate? And he doesn't. And it's still exciting. Uh, but there's not, you know, it's not... Um, Maybe he did and just never used it. Right. It's not like... What's that Charlize Theron movie recently where she beats up Atomic everybody? Bond. Oh, Atomic Bond. Atomic Bond. Yeah. Bond. It's nothing like that, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not a kick-ass action movie. Right. It's a spy thriller, you know... Like a political, slow burn. Political intrigue. It's... it's mm-hmm. I mean, some stuff happens, but no, it's not John Hamm, yeah. Jason Bourning his way through Lebanon. I mean, right. it's, 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 you know, he's, it's, it's, it's really more of the political intrigue and the chess games that are played by all the various governments and organizations. Right. So maybe they thought just he would sell it. You know, everyone just wants to watch Mad Men, you know. Maybe this is what happens when people say, you know, uh, when I was, I was talking to Chris earlier and he's saying, why do people have to advertise $6 billion into the Avengers? Just put a fucking A on the screen. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently just saying John Hamm wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. That's the, that's the question is, yeah, it wasn't enough, but they, I have seen very little marketing about this. I, I mean, right. I had to kind of sift through looking for this because it was only in a handful of screens around town. I only knew about it is when I was clicking on the movie theater site. I'm like, oh, what's that movie that's yes. playing? Yep, <laughs> that's how I found it. I was like, oh, that's right. I haven't seen a lot of trail. I mean, I'm in the movies every week, and I haven't seen a bunch of trailers for this. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of buzz online for this. Isn't that interesting that you found Beirut, but not I Feel Pretty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, David, you have to wonder too. Is the title? Yeah. Th- is it it's a good not title or favorite word? Yeah, is it a good title or no. a bad title? You know, mm-hmm. what are you seeing tonight? Damascus. Right. You know, no, I don't. Want... Good, I think it, it 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 maybe is what what Hemda was saying. If maybe America is just like, I do maybe, more yeah. Middle East. Like every day we're talking about Syria, and Americans just lump everything together. But right. it you also know, it's just... you wonder too, and this is something a question that can't be answered is that let's say the studio doubled down on this movie, and went, you know what, we're gonna blitz this marketing campaign. We're gonna put it everywhere. Uh, would it make a difference? It's like, oh, with everything going on, I want to see this movie. Yes, Beirut. I think it would. I think mm-hmm. what ha- my ge- this is just my my guess is the studio made the decision of oh, America doesn't is mm. doesn't want to learn about the Middle East. That's my that's because they didn't put the money behind it. So right. that and had they, would I you, think. Would you recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely recommend this film. Yeah. And it's it's like I was watching this because. You know, I didn't want to watch another big budget dumb movie. I was like, I want to watch something that thinks that's critical, that's got really that's that's has the has. I mean, you want to tell stories with complex characters where there's a lot of gray area. Just fucking talk about the Middle East for the love of God. Mm-hmm. With oil and, and, and yeah, the, or and super the, troopers or super troopers. <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yeah. you know. Yeah, they go to Canada. But I mean, like a, <laughs> something that is so complex in terms of centuries of history and conflict and conflict and then the the added now in the last 50 60 years of the oil industry wanting it and wanting it it's like it's it's really everything that's good about movies i think wouldn't it be great if they 
how about this idea? Like they got like as a little joke, they got together with the Super Troopers guys. And if you notice in one scene, it's just the Super Troopers guys like running across from building to building. And then when you see Super Troopers, you're like, they actually do the whole scene. You're like, oh, you have to go to Beirut for a minute. Well, that'd be great. And it'd be easier if it's, you know, if it's something in its own world. For example, when you watch Avengers, have Ant-Man like in the background running somewhere. It's like, what's he doing there? We have a major fight. I don't know. And then when you see Ant-Man, you see in the background for a split second, a big Avengers fight. But Ant-Man's like, oh, I want to join that. But I got my own thing. And he'd he be knows like, how oh. to sell movies. That's yeah. He'd be like, oh, from the other thing. And you, then a CIA you, guy yeah. hits John Hamm on the head and he thinks he's ugly. And Amy yeah. Schumer <laughs> skipping down the street. Oh, I'm beautiful. John Hamm's like, oh, I'm just a dumb schlub. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a beautiful movie star. I need to buy makeup. <laughs> <laughs> if only and there was an time. ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I recommend this film. So cool. All right. Well, we got some sponsors oh, this episode. You bet you. Yeah, we got a new one. Away luggage. This is uh, they use quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman. Mm. There's a lot of different colors and sizes. Carry on, bigger carry on, medium or large. Can I go and away with them? You can go <gasps> away with them. There you go. And Can they're made you luggage with, them. Mm-hmm. I'm just better at this. <laughs> they uh, they're made with premium German polycarbonate, oh. so they're also strong and like really lightweight. The thing I like about them too is they have two things I really like. They have a TSA approved combination lock built into the zipper, so the zippers actually come around and then click into the lock, so you don't have a separate lock that you have to deal with. That's where the, the vibrator goes. Yes, <laughs> everybody knows. The other thing is, speaking of that, you could charge it. This The luggage actually has its own battery pack. So what? when you're in the airport, you could charge your phone, your devices, anything with a USB connector, you could charge. And it'll charge your phone like four times, like for a trip. So, oh, my God, that's a lot. So it's really cool. So whenever you're in the airport and you're like, oh, I got to save my charge for the plane, they may not be able to plug it in. Oh, no. Your okay, away luggage will take care of it. So you. if you got an away, a carry-on away piece of luggage, you could be charging yep. it in flight. Yes, mm-hmm. or while at the airport while you're waiting. It's odd to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. You're carrying this big piece of luggage up to your head, but it's mm-hmm. lightweight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and now, special offer. Hello. Oh, what? $20 off the suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash comedyfilmnerds and use the promo code comedyfilmnerds during checkout. $20 off a suitcase. Awaytravel.com slash comedyfilmnerds. Use the promo code comedyfilmnerds. Great way to support the Boom. show, guys. If you were about to buy luggage, try these guys out. Use yeah. our coupon code. The more people that use our coupon code, that helps advertisers want to spend more money with us. And you get free shipping on any order uh, within the lower 48 states. That's uh, better than the airlines. They charge you for luggage. I know. <laughs> Come it's on. ridiculous. <laughs> GrahamElwood.com, mm. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I amaze me. Sometimes I wish I could watch me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, returning, returning sponsor, <laughs> Casper. <laughs> Casper mattresses. Slept on a uh, Casper mattress last night? Now, you still have it. Love and it. Now, you've had it for a while now. How's it holding up, Grandma? Great. Yeah? Love it. I slept like a baby last night. Mm-hmm. You look well-rested. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I feel great and pure. And, and it's the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you pure, really? Yeah, <laughs> I feel pretty. <laughs> I feel clean. I feel clean. I feel the, the thing I love about Casper too. God, I feel. <laughs> and uh, it's <laughs> just wow! All for your mattress. That's yeah, impressive. That's great. Good mattress. Uh, you get a hundred night risk free sleep on it trial. So if you don't like it, you could send it back. It's great. 
showed up in the mail. You just boom. You, in this box, it like unboxes. It unboxes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but but you it might, does. You might be familiar with the term unpack. Yes, um, mm-hmm. but you can unbox it, as Chris said. And yeah. Then it just opens what was up. your unboxing experience, Graham? <laughs> <It's a> great <laughs> unboxing experience. I was on a tank top. <laughs> And I was looking in the mirror going, I'm pretty. It was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Somebody hit me on the head or prior to the box yeah. showing up. Well, then you needed the mattress to, the to mattress. recover. <laughs> I slept like a baby. So, and uh, they offer three different mattresses, the original, the Wave, and the Essential. Mm-hmm. And affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman. Hassle-free returns if you're not satisfied. Delivered right to your door. And free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. Is the middleman still alive? This poor guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's a a family of seven. Things used to be going great. (laughs) Now nobody wants them. You know what else they have, Keith? Yeah. Pillows and sheets. Oh. You know, you could get them too. And all designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. Good. My ex took all mine. (laughs) <laughs> Looks like you need to re-up with some yeah. Casper sheets. Yeah, don't get ghosted. Get Casper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's an on-air personality professional right there, ladies and gentlemen. Hemda knocking it down with some marketing slogans. Don't get ghosted. Get Casper. Wow. Fantastic. So, and now we've got some Patreon sponsors. Guys, for the $50 a month Patreon level, we will read uh, whatever uh, insane ramblings you want us to and promote a website. Now, we actually got a nice letter from Katie Bagwell, you know, as we know, the the uh, bike MS. Right. Um uh, her husband, Will Leonard, sent me this nice email that I want to read. Okay. I am pleased to say that Katie reached her fundraising goal. She is ready for the ride this weekend, and the weather is looking to be great along the route. I am a SAG driver for the ride, and I have made comedy film nerds and Audacity Performing Arts Group signs for my van to advertise oh, yeah. and in a small way to uh, give back and help to fight MS. Wow. So, thank you, Will. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. So. Send the, us some um, photos of that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put them on uh, social media. And but if you want to, uh, you know, help Katie go over her uh, funding goal, it's still bitly b i t l y uh, slash k t m s one fifty. And he also said he wants to pay back a little bit of the kindness that we received by having our remaining ads, which is today for the Audacity Performing Arts Group. So he wants any money that you were going to give to his wife, Katie, mm-hmm. give that to the other sponsor, oh, Audacity, the Performing people, Arts. Uh, Will and Katie, you guys are angels. <clears throat> I know. You guys are like giving money to each other. And uh, they were saying that it's been great to hear from the CFN fans who put them over oh, the top, man, that's which so, is really cool. You guys cool. are so great. I love hearing this. Here's so. the thing, though. I was really hoping to give more money and make her ride forever. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ride another 100 miles, Katie. <laughs> So uh, you can give to Katie and help fight MS. And also the Audacity Performing Arts Project, that's the other uh, sponsor, produces after-school programming, arts projects, and poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit us at um, cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. That's right. We have our own landing page with the uh, uh, Audacity Performing Arts Project. And, uh, you know, check it out. So Will Leonard, if I'm not mistaken, is the Associate Technical Director of the Alley Theater in Houston, mm-hmm. and therefore he's a huge believer in providing kids with experiences in the arts. Mm, That's that makes why sense. he wants to support this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we got some bike riding art hippies. Yes. Let's say your school is a bad performing school. 
Do you then try to be the worst performing school, like the draft? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so you get more funding? Yeah. You get better funding? Yes, that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how you do it, like at sports. And uh, supplyanddemandinvesting.com, because planning for retirement should be as easy as planning your next vacation. It just takes longer. Supplyanddemandinvesting.com. Yes. Boom. Now let's talk about some trailers, let's Graham. Some trailers. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, the Equalizer 2. Now, well, which is we interesting, here, by the way. we talked about the equalizer, and it was a bait and switch with you guys. Because I remember uh, us all going to see it, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be really stupid. Then another comedian talked to you guys and said, no, it's pretty good. So you guys told me, no, it's probably pretty good. We all saw it, and we all thought it was a piece of shit. Yes, it was, uh, <laughs> it was horrible. I, I remember it's one of these action movies that... It's uh, it's like later diehards where every move is meant to be a cool move, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when he's fighting all these guys in the warehouse, uh, of course, the Home Depot. Yeah, at the Home mm-hmm. Depot. No matter what happened with all the running around and saws in people's faces, somehow the main bad guy happened to be the last guy he had to fight. Right. right? <laughs> so then he ends up fighting the bad guy, and I vaguely remember. He really comes out. I, maybe the sprinklers are going at this time. He he comes out of this uh, room it, he was hiding at, and and I, I remember it as him just walking up like point blank, shooting one at a time. Like I got you, motherfucker. And of course he gets him, and then he's he just knew he was done. It had to be an hour of like murder porn at the yeah. Home Depot. Right. The end of that movie, it was right. like over and over. I'm like, there must have been a hundred guys. Right. Now, why are we still killing people in the Home Depot? And how does I felt he... like he had you know action uh, a bunch of endings for an action movie and wanted to do all of them. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. 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 And he probably worked at Home Depot for a month and was very angry with his manager on a daily yeah. basis. <laughs> but he shoots the main bag. I can barely see him when he kills him. I believe. And uh, and then I picture somebody else would be there and be like, how do you know that's the last one? I can just tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Right. Yeah. But, well, uh, Denzel's back. Yeah, I, I was and really Antoine surprised. Antoine directed this. Yeah, again. yeah. I was yeah. really surprised at a number of things. A, that there was a sequel made. <laughs> right. uh, B, that like, oh, well, it's probably like a lower budget. Anton Fuqua's not going to come back for it. Yeah. And like, oh, no, Denzel Washington came back for it. Anton Fuqua came back for it. So, um, but this trailer, when you watch it, you're like, well, this... This has nothing to do with the TV show. This has nothing to do with the first movie. This is this is a Taken movie, right. because it's really it's like it's conspiracies. It's but, uh, but that's how um, they ended the first one. Was like he'll be back. They yeah, yeah, like a, pilot, like a yeah. TV pilot. Right. So you know, I I, I gotta. But say, he just wants to retire, right? He just too yeah. much, and they keep dragging him back in. Oh, Keith. Yeah, he's, he's he can't retire. Yeah, he's and uh, you know he's got a certain set of skills. He does yeah. that he that yeah. he he uses. Um, he's the the uh, gonna use those uh, what was the the one the they had a character quirk in the first one. What was he was like the way he would put his breakfast and stuff down? Do you remember mm. that? Some he was like thing. yeah, so it was, unnecessary. Yeah, it was it was so, it was <laughs> to a be a weird, good killer. You have to yeah. have OCD. Yeah, it was like a weird OCD thing. Uh, uh, so I wonder if that will return in the uh, no. In the he's sequel. cured. Yeah, <laughs> his psychiatrist comes back. Yeah, Antoine goes. I didn't want to rewatch the first one. I want this yeah. to be its, yeah. own. Yeah, it's <laughs> its own thing. So, so he's just sloppily eating pancakes in this next one. Yeah, I, I just slop yeah. them around, yeah. cutting them up all crazy style. He's like, wow, stack. Do you yeah. use your hands, Denzel? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, what am I doing? It's like once. a yeah. We only live once. <laughs> <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> Equalizer 2, YOLO. So, uh, I, I have no... I'm a fan of action movies. I'm a fan of Denzel Washington. No desire at all to see this film. 
none whatsoever. So uh, I'd rather watch Taken again. I might. I'd rather watch um, Traffic or whatever the one. What what's her name? She's got a Taken. I'd rather get thrown into traffic. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so the Halle Berry. Uh, no, the there's another, there's another. Everyone's getting a taken version. Like right. I'd, I'd rather I'd watch Kidnap too. Halle Berry right. in another mm-hmm. minivan chasing right. down another bad guy. Like, why do they keep taking my kid? Oh God! <laughs> yeah. I just had, I just need it's like to wa- some hillbilly mafia that keeps trying what? to take my kid. Again, you <laughs> messed with the wrong mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've already told you. <laughs> and yet you. So uh, the next uh, trailer is Life of the Party. This is the um, um, movie that looks. Kind of like a remake of Back to School, but not really. Melissa McCarthy mm. goes to college with her daughter and like re-enrolls, and uh, hilarity ensues. Mom, you're so, so embarrassing. Yeah, you're embarrassing me. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I'm just trying to get some boys. Mom! Yeah. And that's the trailer. It's that scene over right. and over and over again. This is Melissa so, McCarthy, is that? Yeah. She's amazing and now they're just putting her in this constantly yeah. this she's getting sh- will ferrell disease yeah, where remember when he was in every mm-hmm. comedy movie I'm like well you, you can turn some down it's it, yeah. it's it's the it's the problem like that i have what hollywood does with a big time comic they get famous doing their thing yeah. and then hollywood just goes you have to make this you have to do the same thing and melissa mccarthy is hilarious yeah she's also a fantastic actress and i saw a trailer for a movie that's based on a true story that's coming out in the fall which i think is she's making an oscar push and it's like she plays some writer that lies about stuff oh um, yeah yeah that's I the kind of stuff i want to see yes. her in but yeah. keeps bumping into shit yeah, she <laughs> likes pies you know like no it's uh, you watch it and you go i i had the same i watched the trailer it played ahead of beirut and i went that yeah. i want to see her doing more of this she forges uh, letters from famous authors and yeah. starts selling them it's based on a mm, true story right. so mm. it's like oh. this i'm down with mm. yeah i remember i mean maybe this is a weird reference but she was in gilmore girls and and she that's a that's a comedy but she wasn't like and she still right. she still had that um goofiness about her character but now it's just all goof i wonder if and this is the thing that you know they they always directed by your husband Oh, that's not mm. his fault. How do you say no? To Everyone that? takes yeah. a job. I think, yeah, I think, I think maybe she's doing that thing that a lot of actors have done. We've said mm. this before on the show. She's like, okay, I'll do, I'll do wacky, right. throw the pie at the door. I'll do- be your fat girl. Yeah, because that's what you're giving me. Yeah, if you, mm. I'll be your fat girl, but then I get to make the Oscar movie. Right. I feel like Tom Hanks was, you know, one of the first to kind of go, hey. Now I maybe can do this if I just say I'm going to. Right. So you kind of I can hope. do Philadelphia after Bosom Buddies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because I'm an actor and then mm-hmm. I just memorized these lines. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you, uh, Tom Hanks is a great example. So he did all these volunteers, the man with one red shoe, all the of burbs. these, the burbs, all these wacky comedies where you're just like, Jesus. And then at some point he just said, no. I don't know how that went down. I'd love to hear him talk, and where he just said, "I'm just doing these Oscar p- films. Yeah. I'm that's all mm-hmm. I'm going to do because all they were giving him was wacky Tom Hanks bosom buddies guy." Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is they become these actors become stealth producers. Like you see, then all of a sudden they have to start their own production company. They have to find the material. Right. They have to start producing in order to star in these movies that they're not getting offered. Yeah, and I w- I wonder if it's if it's I mean if Melissa McCarthy's like look. I'll do I'll do your fat girl movie. My husband directs it. Give me a big payday, and now I'm gonna go do it. If this is her like, right. 
Mm-hmm. This is her exit strategy movie. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, she yeah. is funny. I like seeing her be yeah. funny, but I. Mm-hmm. But and maybe she's having fun. Like this is this got to be fun. You're not away from your family, you know, for a minute, and and you're saying stupid lines. I we also think of actors as these, you know, only well-rounded people, but really. They're going to work. I don't yeah. think you know? of actors as well-rounded people. Well, I think we expect well-roundedness. When they say something stupid on Twitter, we're like, how can you say that? Well, you don't know them. They're a stupid actor. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Everything yes. that you've seen no. come out of their face has no been No one in structured. Hollywood is well-rounded. <laughs> <laughs> My God, yeah, that was intense. But but you're right, of course, about how uh, short-sighted Hollywood is, where Michael Keaton is such a hit with Beetlejuice that he almost didn't get to be Batman because they didn't know how he can do it. As if he'd go, I'm Batman. My grandma and your grandma. Mm -hmm. Right. No, Michael Keaton. Oh, sorry. It's still in my head. No, but I mean, look at his resurgence. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the last five years, it's like, oh, he is an amazing actor as an older guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't have to keep being wacky. I mean, his acting now, like Birdman, Spotlight. I mean, these are like... he's Intense roles. Intense Mm -hmm. Oscar actor roles. So it's the problem, and I think Melissa McCarthy is in that just Hollywood pigeonhole. Yeah, I think what she needs to do too is uh, that kind of thing with like what Jodie Foster does too. Like you know, as an actress, now that you have some power in Hollywood, you can take more control of the material that you're doing. Like even if it is a wacky comedy, you could still kind of control it at at a certain level (laughs) with certain money and certain power and certain recognition. You have to. I, you don't have to, but I feel like I would step aside and go, I could not make money or movies for the rest of my life, but I would get to choose where my life goes from here on. Right. And I don't think the door just shuts for you. No, not, no I don't think not so. today. Yeah. It's because it's way more content. You have a voice. You have a voice now, and there's way more options. It's not just... There's funding options. I mean, give me give me a break. If Melissa McCarthy went on fucking Indiegogo, she could raise ten million dollars yeah. just in an by, hour. In an hour. But you know, and this just goes back to what we're talking about with studio comedies. I mean, really, we're getting we got an overboard remake. Oh you know? God, kill me! Yeah, yeah I mean, on like, fire. Yeah, this oh, is like ridiculous. I, I cut off my balls and turn them inside out. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys? Uh... I I okay. I loved Overboard, but it's so problematic. You don't bring something like that back. Uh, and what, you reverse the sexes and now we're yeah. good to go with this rape scene? Like, what is wrong with you? Where's the Me Too movement on this? I know. <laughs> it's... And and that's 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 the thing. It's well, pretty, that there was the, there was a big movement not to see that movie. Yeah, so. there's this. This, this is the problem with big studio comedy. Exactly, because the studios mm. are stuck in the fucking nineties. This right. did well. Let's do it again. That's all mm. they see, and they see we need, and they won't. And it has to be written and directed and noted by committee. That's right. what comedies mm. need to and be. And it's like the the, the indie. Comedy. Get me Bruce Valanche. Yeah. That's really, that's it. And they're stuck in this, and there's only these six people that can star in these movies. And mm. that gets old, too, because I start seeing the star more than the character, and I'm like, you can get not one other actor I to know. play. I, I always say this about Tom Cruise when he was in, is it War of the World? Yeah. Um, where he played a mechanic. Oh, oh yeah. my right. God. Mm-hmm. Cut with your bright, shiny teeth and your skin. And like you look Tight like a pants. You yeah. look like a millionaire. You look like a millionaire, millionaire. dressed as a mechanic for his with next perfect boat hair. shoot. Yeah. Right. The yeah. jacket that delivered. Do you know what, you know what a 50 year old mechanic really looks like? <laughs> <laughs> they look like they smoked a cigarette once in their life. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. They look like they've punched a guy. They look like they've had whiskey smashed in their face. Like they look like <laughs> they, they have like a They've actually hunch. been yeah. under a car. 
They did. They yeah. actually, their hands don't aren't manicured. Right. Like, <laughs> he just looks so shiny. It's like really, Tom. You the the movie is War of the Worlds. You got War of the, the Worlds. World. Right. You got so much to work with. No, we need Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So uh, now also we have a lot of movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. We have Maze Runner: The Death Cure. What in the? Do you guys so have the, Do you guys have DVD one. players? I still have one. I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people do. Yeah, I know. They're, <laughs> well, they're when we say DVD, we're also talking about it's on VOD. Yeah, yeah. Streaming and mm-hmm. you can download it. And and uh, now I saw the first two Maze Runner movies. You're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can but start uh, from wherever. But uh, yeah, I I, I still kind of want to see. I want to see how things wrap up. Chris has this weird. I don't know what mm. happened with this movie that Chris from I, the first trailer of the first one. Went, I got, this is going to be good, and I go, no, it's not. No, and, I, he, and he saw the sequel. Yeah, I did. I got so excited over the first one. I was like, oh my god, a maze, monsters, and teens and pearl. I'm in. But did you like any of them? No. Okay, that's him and Wishmaster. <laughs> oh, of all, mo- Wishmaster, he sees all of them. He's like, I know it's going to suck. Here I go. Yeah. <laughs> that's it with Maze Runner. Yeah, I, I no, totally Chris, know Chris what you're talking about. Though, Chris, you always have hope. I did. You held yeah, hope yeah, yeah. Sequel. I did. I was, I was like, like, "Are you out of your mind?" Yeah, no, I'm like, oh, well, maybe, that. maybe it'll, uh, maybe it'll turn around. Right. Yeah, yeah. I so. love mazes. Yeah, and how could this yeah. go wrong? Yeah, well, I know what you mean. I like the idea of the Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you ask for a million dollars, and then he drops a million dollars on you. He's an asshole. But then yeah. you get to Wishmaster Four, and he overhears a school student going, "Oh, I feel like a rat in the cage. I'm so busy." And he goes, "What was that?" And turns him into a rat. Who has an urge to get into a cage? And I'm like, yeah, but that's trying. not a wish. That's yeah. not a wish at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get uh, I get sucked into just the same. Yeah, I get it. So Chris <laughs> is gonna get this on DVD. That's what yes. I'm hearing. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna yeah, find I'm, the box I'm, set. I'm gonna see it eventually. Yeah, I don't even know if there's gonna be another one. The movies make no sense. There could this could be the last one, or there could be don't four even more. Say that. Yeah. Don't <laughs> I don't have. To, I don't care for kids in movies. I yeah. I don't care if they live or die. I've realized. Your children okay, are dumb. Keith I mean, had to get that in. Mm-hmm. We're recording, but whatever. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, they're fictional kids. It's okay to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I say Amy so. Schumer, you know, has weight on her, that's fictional. The character's fictional. So <laughs> yeah. you can say whatever you want about that. So uh, the next movie is Paddington 2. This is Paddington. A, mm, so. What are you into now, Paddington? <laughs> uh, the first one was a great kids movie. It was really fun. Sure. So the second one I did not see, but... Uh, uh, I have one kid who's aging out of Paddington, <laughs> so wants to see Avengers. Uh, but I still have my nine-year-old still wanted to see it, yeah. so we'll we'll be writing that one. Uh, Den of Thieves. This is a one another one of those thriller slash heist movies that uh, I don't know how many people fire. actually I mean, saw. This feels like one of the something's on fire, you know, or yep. whatever something. Da- you know, like the White House on some fire. Far, some foreign money came in and yeah. you know made an action Eiffel movie. Tower. Gone rogue yeah. and it's yeah. attacking people. Or what is this? I saw this movie. There's, There's a bunch of thieves. So much unnecessary machismo, and it's thrown into scenes where it doesn't really make sense at all. But it's uh, him and 50 Cent definitely puffing up in front of each other mm-hmm. constantly. And it's a little ridiculous. Was it a full den of thieves or just a few thieves? It's a full den. It's understood it's a full den. Was it a living room almost? Yeah. yeah. A family room of thieves? Yes. How many windows? A converted attic of thieves? I'm just curious. Is it a detached garage? If I wanted to sleep over, does the sofa open? (laughs) For all of the thieves? Yes. Or is it kind of a hide-a-bed for the thieves? I don't want to spoil. 
Yeah. <laughs> bring my sleeping bag, not bring my sleeping bag. But inflatable you, mattress for the thieves or <laughs> And Hostels is the next movie. Now this movie was one of those movies that made an Oscar push but didn't quite make it there. This is the Christian Bale Western movie. Northwest uh it's definitely uh, uh a good movie. It had some problems for sure, but it was it's definitely worth a view. It's got some really great performances and some great scenes, but there's also parts of it went Okay, I see why this wasn't nominated. Right. Yeah, um, but that's it. Seems like the kind of movie that if you because but worth seeing for on sure. demand or something like absolutely. That. Yeah, right. it's worth it. Uh, Order a pizza and you're yeah. good to go. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's, film stars don't die in Liverpool. This is the movie about the aging. Uh, Annette Benning. Uh, uh, yeah, as an aging actress. And this is again one of those Oscar films. And maybe this is similarly to Beirut in the sense that it was just low budget. It made an Oscar push, but it didn't have some of these low budget films don't have the money to push for marketing and they can't get a wide release. They get a limited art house release. It's amazing how much we need in order to, to I know. go, Hey, a movie's out. Yeah. Millions of dollars. Millions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the budget was four or 5 million on a movie, I'm sure the, this budget was under 10. Right. But it looks awesome. It's a you know I'm I'm excited. It's I, I want to see it. Yeah, it looks like a cool drama. And, yeah, uh, you know she she definitely got a little Oscar buzz mm-hmm. from it. Um, so and then we have another movie called Dear Dictator. It's a comedy starring Michael Caine, Katie Holmes, Odea Rush, Seth Green, and Jason Biggs. Michael Caine plays Anton Vincent, the, the dictator, dictator of, of an, an island, island nation. nation. Am go I ahead, remembering go ahead. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Do, do they you, you become pen pals? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, with an American teenager. What was her name? Tatiana. Tatiana. That's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's the girl from Lady Bird or oh, somebody yeah. from oh, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when political <laughs> turmoil. Turmoil, thank you. Forces Anton to flee. He seeks refuge in Tatiana's garage in the suburbs and teaches her how to start a revolution. That's to overthrow the mean girls in her high school. That kind of revolution. You can watch Dear Dictator now on DVD or on iTunes, as I remember. That's right. Well, look at that. We snuck in another ad read right at the end. What? I was tricked. All right. I don't know why, but I'm always surprised by Katie Holmes. I'm just like, well, I associated you with some bullshit. But when you're on screen, you're killing it. She really... Mm. Yeah. I think that's like... She never should have married Tom Cruise. You think? Like, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> didn't help. Michelle Williams didn't make that mistake. Nope. <laughs> uh, not to put you guys in an awkward uh, position, but, but can we get it? Can write we down some time code? No. Yeah. Can we get a uh, website update? <laughs> yeah, we can. Thank you. We can get a website update. Okay. Uh, we're working on the Comedy Film Nerd site. Uh, the uh, this is you know for you people have been asking. The plugins have been updated. Good. <laughs> and uh, we are still working on fixing the message boards. That's kind of been an ongoing thing. We've got Brian the Wolfman working on it, but uh, we hope to get those kind of up and running and uh, back so you guys can um, communicate with each other more and interact more. Yeah, uh, not, and also I, the Keith and the Girl message boards, we're trying to update that. People rate dumb shit. We're trying to have them write good shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. Yeah, we're and, trying to uh, put a don't write dumb shit plug yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, for WordPress. <laughs> um, so the other thing, w- w- what you can do though, is you can read the articles and you can actually leave comments on the articles and share them. So that stuff should all be working all now. Right. And then of course, guys, comments on the YouTube page and all that's always good. Mm-hmm. And uh, premiering this week, Avengers Infinity War. As if you didn't know, if if there's one person Disney didn't reach in their marketing campaign, it's Avengers Infinity yeah. War. And you, you know, live 
This movie is so big that um, it literally scrambled the release dates of all these other movies. <laughs> like, uh, uh, we were talking about, like, when I Feel Pretty came out. Uh, they actually moved it because of Infinity War, and IMDb didn't update the release oh, date. I see. So I was like, I emailed, I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be able to see it or not. I'm like, no, it's coming out. It's coming out early. Chris wrote, Okay, if yeah. you find it, see yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, the other one, Rampage, they moved, and uh, there was a couple movies that just—they're literally getting out of the way wow. of this movie. So, but then there's some amazing counter programming. Yes, this Halle Berry movie, Kings, is actually takes place during the Rodney King riots mm-hmm. with her and um, uh, what's his name. Uh, Roger Craig, no, not Roger. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Roger Craig was a football player. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig, 007, <laughs> plays her neighbor. Mm-hmm. The trailers on this look really interesting. She's like trying to keep her family together while her neighborhood is going up in smoke. Um, like it take like she lives in South Central during the riots of '92, mm-hmm. and it looks like it, it's a really, it's a really looks like a really cool movie, and it's a it's amazing counter programming to Infinity War. Right. Now, I wonder, too, if anything playing outside of Infinity War will benefit from people, those movies being sold out. And they're like, well, we're here at the movies. Right. Like, we got to see something, you know. And just, uh, that's that's all they can hope for now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope the you guys over- get sold out, but yeah. like two sold out. <laughs> yeah. Like overflow, you know, an overflow audience. And the other movie is The Disobedience. This is the Rachel White's and Rachel McAdams uh, movie where um, one of them moved away because they have had a forbidden romance. Mm. And then they uh, right. they come back together later as um, yeah, and uh, they rekindle the romance. Yeah, they do. But it's forbidden, Graham. Oh, wow! You sound it's really forbidden. interested. Yeah, it sounds like we're all just hoping for good sex scenes. It's uh, you know I, I saw the trailer and it, it, Is there it a pillow fight. It, uh, <laughs> if, if you watch the trailer, it, it's one of those movies. That there's definitely I know where not to get a pillows. Oh yeah, yeah, Casper, you guys. There's definitely great. not a pillow fight, and the reason is if you watch the trailer for this movie, it takes itself way too serious. Oh, like wow. like like Schindler's List seriously. Like like this is well, this is a serious it's forbidden, forbidden romance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know this is this, it's not the Middle Ages. Yeah, you know. Yeah, weed is forbidden forbidden on a federal level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh so. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna be. Uh, big fan of them as actresses. Not sure about the movie. I'm, I want to. I'm obviously gonna see Infinity Wars, and I'm gonna see Kings for sure. Mm-hmm. I really because I, I I like. Well, then we'll have two movies to talk about yes, next we week. Will. Is Infinity War a two-parter? No. No. Okay. I heard that it's going to be, and then I realize now they never tell you. Like it, for example, it they be. didn't I tell me to the end. It's, gonna, it's not gonna be a two-parter because they would put that in if they knew it was if they absolutely were gonna make it a two-parter. It, we would have known by now. Like it doesn't say like part one. No, it would part say one. part one. Well, yeah. we're recording this, so we'll know. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know, I think the strategy with the Marvel movies too, everything is a part one <laughs> because <laughs> right. you know one always kind of leads into the next one, so everything's yeah. kind of a continuation. Um, so, oh wow, we covered a lot of ground today, Graham. So this is a bonus size episode. What is it like an hour and a half almost? Just about. Wow. Look at that. Well, we had two guests. That's why we doubled the size they of the episode. They make such a special effort to come to the City of Angels yeah. and yeah. go on a we podcast got, We've got to go a longer episode. We, we like to yap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
these 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 shows with us take long because Kenda never sees a movie at all. So then mm-hmm. I have all the thoughts on one movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to really break it down. Right. Yeah, this yeah. Is your one day, one day a year to really get yes. out all your movie thoughts. Fair enough. So uh, where can people find you guys online? What's your? It's, it's plug time. We're online at the movie theater all the time. No. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith and the Girl Anywhere podcasts uh, can be found. Just search for Keith and the Girl or KeithandTheGirl.com. And we just interviewed Chris for our new uh, show called My Opening Line at MyOpeningLine.com. It's really fun. We talked to people Mm -hmm. about their first times on stage uh, with Chris also first time doing podcasting. We talked to Gilbert Gottfried, which was crazy. Um, We got some pretty amazing guests and it's a really good show. And what's funny is we've been doing Keith and the Girl for 13 years. We almost have 3,000 episodes of Keith and the Girl. And my opening line, we just started this year. So we're on our 10th. (laughs) (laughs) Very exciting. So whichever one, you know, if you're overwhelmed by 3,000 episodes, start with my opening line. (laughs) Well, this will be one where they go back and be like, Oh, the first episode wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Keith and the girl and my opening line. All right. Yeah. Um. I actually I will be in New York the end of May, and I'm going to be on Keith and the Girl May 30th, and oh, yeah. I'm you know, uh, and I'm also yeah. I'm going to be in New York for a couple of days, May 29, 30, and 31st. I'm trying to maybe line up a show out there. Um. I'll let you guys know if that happens. I'm doing the um. Do you surf when you're out there? No. No. I would, though, if someone wanted to take me surfing. I'd Rockaway. Go, I'd go to Rockaway. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm too tall. I'm 6'2". Oh, and so it's for stability purposes. Right. Yeah. There's surfers taller than me. I have a, I mean, it's stuck in a sweet spot where oh. it doesn't. <laughs> the wind. Between 5'11 and 6'2". Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wind <laughs> knocks yeah, you over. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh. It's like a cat falling oh, out of a yeah. building. Right, yeah. right. That's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. It's strange. It's weird. But you like, know, like you know, it's surfer wind shear. You can't yeah. do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like a surfboard is something you could get in any sort of shape or size to fit your body. No. So, well, how are you gonna? Well, it's not gonna know vertically. Yeah. How, right. You know, that's if I was horizontally. Yeah. 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 This but, is great science. You got to yeah. be a right angle. So I might be surfing alone in Rockaway, yeah. in, uh, <laughs> Manhattan, the end of the end of May, um, and then also doing the Progressive Comedy Tour with Ron Placone, May 9th in Tempe, Arizona, May 10 in Lake Havasu, May 11 in Vegas, May 12 in San Diego. Go to GrahamElwood.com for all those tickets. And I'm, I'm putting together more shows for the summer. Um, please watch. The FNX Comedy Experience. Every Friday we have new shows. The first ever Native American stand-up comedy series that I've been directing and producing. Uh, episode 8 goes on, drops this Friday, um, April 27th. And James Mane, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. uh, is the he's on this episode. And he's it'll be the first time a Samoan will be doing stand-up comedy on American TV. So history Ugh, I can't believe cool. we're still saying dumb shit like that. I know. Oh my god. This is the first ever Native American stand-up comedy TV series. That's crazy. Right, it's cool, but it's also right. like why did it take this long? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as long as we keep saying this is the first of its kind, we should be embarrassed yeah. and also support. Yeah, support yeah. it so we don't have to keep saying this. Yes. So we can just get this done with and then yes. be yeah. like everyone gets a voice and yeah. just move on. <laughs> it's the first whatever, yay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah and if you don't know if you have an fnx go to fnx.org and find out if your local pbs carries it if they do not carry it then email your local pbs and say they should and carry demand it. it demand it say call them racist play the race card I'm in. yeah do it oh, so good absolutely yeah you know how to sell it on a low budget come on <laughs> i ain't got marketing i ain't got that beirut marketing money <laughs> nice <laughs> 
So, so that's it. And uh, wanted to mention Conversations from the Abyss. Yes. The scripted podcast is uh, still the first uh, season is still available. It's uh, eight episodes working on the second season right now. Six of the eight are now written. And uh, the graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away, is almost done. Layout's supposed to get a proof this week. So digital rewards should be going out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Thank you the, again. Go to the Patreon, guys. Get get us over that thousand dollars, and we'll do more spoiler episodes. Oh yeah, that's right. We uh, we went under a little bit. Oh, so sorry. Uh, no extra you, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> Did I like the movie? <laughs> I don't know because everybody didn't so, chip in. Yes, please uh, please support the uh, Patreon. Yeah. It, help, it helps tremendously. Hey, let me ask you this. Have you heard of this? Uh, it's uh, based on your slogan. I saw another ad for the new Han Solo movie. And I, I didn't know if this was too much. He goes, they go, are you ready for this fight? And he goes, yes, I always shoot first. And nah. then he winks at the camera. Yep. Nice. Is that too much or cool? That's right on board. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Right. I always shoot first. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> it's what I do. And if anybody asks, I did it again. <laughs> so that is our episode. That's it, guys. 416. Lock it down. Put it away. In the garage. In the garage. Hot, sweaty garage. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's getting warm here. We can't it have is. the air on. No. Um, that's why there's no YouTube video because we were in the garage this week. Um, so enjoy it in your ears. Enjoy it only in your ears, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, follow us on all the social media. All that, all those little things help support the show. Uh, share it on your social media. Hey, listen to this podcast. You might have some people that would love this show that didn't know about it. So yes, thank. <laughs> we need more people. <laughs> that's what we're saying. We need more people should be listening. And as always, gentlemen. My name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han shot first! Yay, we did it, everybody! Let's go surfing. Yeah! Actually, I love it. I love surfing. (laughs) In the tank. Chris, you have to wear a tank top.